Welcome to the Liberty Cafe, where oppression is on the menu. Hello, and welcome to episode 38 of the Liberty Cafe. I am very glad that you are with me today. My name is Bill Peacock, and the Liberty Cafe today is sponsored, as it is every week that we do this, Texas Scorecard. Great organization fighting for my liberty, your liberty, and the liberty of all Texans, even those Texans who don't really know they want it or even that they need it. Please go to texasscorecard.com and learn more about them. Well, today we're talking about corporate welfare, or as we've titled the episode, Corporate Cronyism Run Amok. I have been working on this issue for a long, long time. I guess it was back in about 2000 and maybe 12, 13, 14, something like that when I was working for the Texas Public Policy Foundation. And it became apparent to me and others of us at the foundation that corporate cronyism was the next big enemy of liberty in Texas. Not not that it already hadn't been an enemy of liberty. Corporate cronyism has been an enemy of liberty since the 1980s when uh, the members of the Texas legislature convinced about 54%, I think it was, 52 to 54% of Texas voters to pass a constitutional amendment that allowed Texas government to take your money and give it to multi-billion dollar corporations. I mean, or any corporation, but a lot of them are multi-billion dollars. So Texans essentially themselves allowed this to occur. Before then, it was illegal for government to give money to businesses. Now they do it all the time. And so that's been growing ever since then. But, you know, like I said, six, eight, Ten years ago, something like that, some of us identified this as a major threat to liberty. The, the one, the threat actually we had noticed before that, identified before that, was local governments. And I think we all see how bad local governments have gotten. Well, corporate welfare is just as bad, if not worse today, than the local governments, because at least the legislature has started to do some things to rein in local governments, but they're not doing much of anything to rein in corporate cronyism, and the corruption that it leads to. So I was really surprised when just today I saw an article in the Houston Chronicle that came out with the headline that said, huge corporations are saving $10 billion on Texas taxes and you're paying for it. The mainstream media has pretty much ignored this issue for years. As a matter of fact, a lot of them have supported it They because this is all done in the name of economic development, right? So this isn't corporate cronyism. It's not corporate welfare. It's not theft of taxpayer dollars tra- illegally, or not illegally, but transferring it over to big businesses. It's economic development. It's jobs. And that's how all the people who come to Austin to sell it, whether it's members of the legislature or lobbyists or the corporations themselves that come up here. It's economic development. It's jobs. It's economic growth. Who could be against that? At least that's the way they want us to put it. So I was really surprised to see the Houston Chronicle write this article. Some some staff writers and uh, Mike Morse, John Tedesco, Stephanie Lamb, people I've never heard of, 
but they're writing this article and they they really do a very good job I think of covering this they they have a nice graph here that says uh, tax breaks soared at 10 billion dollars uh, the the tax breaks available to these companies have increased 350% since 2012 so that it says here that in, in this year, in 2020, more than 500 projects stand ready to receive nearly $10.8 billion in tax breaks over 10 years. And, and these are tax breaks they get from school districts. Well, school districts get money from the state. And so if they're not getting money, the school districts are not getting money from these big businesses, guess who they're getting it from? Well, you're right. You, me, all of us Texans. And that's what the Houston Chronicle says. It says, to make up for the taxes these companies are not forced to pay, the legislature must allocate more general revenue, the taxes all Texans pay, to public education, leaving fewer dollars not only to increase school spending, but to build roads, provide health care, and fund other vital services. In essence, Chapter 313, because that's the particular form of uh, corporate cronyism we're talking about today, chapter 313, property tax abatements. So I'll finish this here. In essence, chapter 313 asks all Texans taxpayers, renters, homeowners, and small business owners to help some of the world's largest companies get a discount on their taxes. So the really interesting thing, besides the Houston Chronicle writing this article, is that recently my former employer, the Texas Public Policy Foundation, uh, joined up with a group called Every Texan. It used to be known as the Center for Public Policy Priorities. It's a really left-wing group. I remember one time uh, I was trying to work to get, get rid of a telephone tax that the legislature had put on uh, our telephone bills, right? And and most people want to get rid of it. I couldn't get this group, Every Texan or its, its predecessor, to join in with us because they don't like to get rid of any taxes because they want to take your money and spend it. But the good thing here is they have joined up with Texas Public Policy Foundation, but for different reasons. You know, Texas Public Policy Foundation doesn't like corporate cronyism generally. Um, Dick Levine, I'm sorry, Dick Levine, who's a good friend of mine over there in Every Texans, they're not so opposed to that as they are to it reduces tax revenues. But that's okay, you know. People can work together alongside each other if they have the same goals, even if they have different reasons for that. And that's what's going on here. You have liberals and you have conservatives, free market, big government folks on both sides, and they're coming together to oppose these tax breaks. And that's a really good deal. So it looks like some momentum is coming this this session to get rid of Chapter 313. Last session in 2019, I worked with groups uh, to get rid of Chapter 312 subsidies. We were not successful. We made some head road, headway into re requiring more uh, transparency, but we couldn't get rid of them, and we couldn't even get in there uh, a provision that would stop them from receiving, uh, stop renewable energy companies from receiving Chapter 312 tax abatements. The difference is that 312 tax abatements are for counties and cities and other hospital districts, things like that. And it doesn't really affect state revenue. So not as many members of the legislature are concerned about it because they said, well, that's local stuff. Well, 
it's not really local stuff because all these tax abatements for renewable energy subsidies companies helped lead to the blackouts we had. But they ignored us last time. But thank goodness somebody's paying more attention to it this time. So we have some momentum. We're moving forward on this thing. And maybe, you know, we can either get rid of 313 altogether in the Texas Senate. Uh, the uh, The setup is, is that the th- program's going to go away unless the legislature extends it. And the Texas House has already voted to extend it by two years, a temporary measure. We're going to talk some more about the other bills later. And so that bill's going over to the the Texas Senate. And we'll see if they either don't pass the bill, which would be perfect because 313 would go away. Not not the current uh, abatements, but any future ones would not happen. Or they might at least put a provision in there to stop renewable energy companies from getting these kind of abatements, which will help make the grid more reliable. Or they'll make it more transparent or something. We don't know yet, but the hope would be they just don't pass the bill and it dies. So what I thought I'd do very quickly here is just run through a few bad bills. And one good one, maybe, if we have time at the end. And just tell you a little bit about the bills, but then tell you the, the not the people, but the companies that are coming up here asking for these tax breaks or asking for other forms of cronyism from the government. Because these same companies coming up here time and time and time again. And I think it's good to put a name on these companies who want to take your money through the government and put it into their pockets. You know, if they were doing this outside the government, you know, stealing from your bank account or putting a gun to your head or something like that, these folks would be going to jail. But they just come up and send their lobbyists up to Austin, get the get your legislators, the ones you elect and vote on and send up here, to agree with them, and then they get to take your money. Anyway, whether it's in direct subsidies or tax abatements or special benefits that make your Costs go higher. The prices you pay for products go higher. Whatever it is, they get to do that. They're essentially stealing your money. So let's look at a few of these situations that we have up here. The first bill I'd like to talk about is is House Bill 1556. It's by Representative Jim Murphy. Uh, This is a bill that would, it's related to Chapter 313, which we've already talked about. But unlike the bill that just would extend Chapter 313 for two years, this one would extend it for 10 years and it would vastly expand the um, the amount of subsidies and the reasons these companies could get these subsidies or abatements. And it was up on the House floor just this week. I think it was Monday I listened to it. And fortunately, the, the rare occurrence they killed that bill in the Texas House floor on Monday. Matter of fact, they they um, they amended it to death, and they had one amendment that would have been deadly to the whole system. They had uh, a Democrat, uh, and and this was a great thing. This was a bipartisan effort. Uh, Tony Tenderholt was a the Republican kind of leading the effort, and then um, Trey Martinez Fisher was the Democrat. Pretty left-wing Democrat, but together, just like 
uh, every Texan and Texas Public Policy Foundation, they had come together and decided that they were going to amend this thing to death. And and Tony Tenderholt had an amendment on there. Or no, I think it's Trey Martinez Fisher, if I'm not mistaken. It's one of them. Had an amendment that would have forced local school districts to take any Chapter 313 abatement agreement to to the voters for their approval before it became active. Well, that that would basically gut the program because a lot of voters wouldn't agree on to those things. And Representative Murphy knew that. And so he just he voted he moved to postpone his bill until June first, which is the day after the session. And so he moved to just basically kill his own bill because he knew he wasn't going to get it out, at least with the things that he wanted on there. That was really good news. But let's go back a few weeks uh, to actually March 29th when House Bill 1556 was in the House Ways and Means Committee. Passed out of there. So if you, you know, you might want to go look at the House Ways and Means Committee and look at the members who were on there who passed this bill out, this bill that couldn't even get off the House floor. But anyway, let me just read through the list of the people who were for this bill. These folks either, these companies either testified in person for it or they registered in favor of it. The Texas Association of Manufacturers. So this is a lot what goes on. You have these associations that come up here and companies pay these associations money and they come up here and represent them and do that along with individual companies. So let me just read through this. The Texas Association of Manufacturers, the Advanced Power Alliance. So there's nothing advanced about the power that this alliance uses, by the way. This is the Renewable Energy Companies. Renewable energy is one of the oldest technologies around. Wind and solar have been powering uh, human activity for a long, long time. It's archaic. It's out of touch. It's expensive. It's inefficient. So they have to come up with fancy names like the Advanced Power Alliance to try and sell this really junky technology to, to so they can come up here and get subsidies from the legislature and from you. The Texas Association of Business, Texoga, which is the Texas Oil and Gas Association, Texas Chemical Council, Dow Incorporated. So those were the companies and, and associations that testified in person in favor of this, but a whole bunch registered for it. Phillips 66, Chenier Energy, uh, Enterprise Products, Valero, Valero Energy Corporation, Amshore US Win, Nucor, City of El Paso, Toyota, Round Rock Chamber of Commerce, Ryan LLC, Onward Energy, Scout Clean Energy, Copenhagen Infrastructure Services Company. Uh, where else was I? Uh, McKinney Chamber, the LGBTQ Chambers of Commerce, the City of McKinney, McKinney. Metro 8 Chambers of Commerce. The, the list really goes on. Well, it's a long one. Uh, but I really want to read a lot of these out. I'm sorry, it's kind of boring. But the Austin Chamber of Commerce, Texas 2050, Solar Energy Industries Association, Pattern Energy, uh, which is a wind company, uh, Enel North America, also a wind company, or maybe they're um, solar, I'm not sure, Able Grid Energy Solutions, similar thing, Savion, I'm not sure what they are. Austin Regional Manufacturers Association. Let's see, the Boeing Company, Permian Basin Petroleum Association. So even the oil and gas companies 
are getting together with the renewable energy folks because they all want this this free money. The BASF Corporation, uh, EDP Renewables, that's a uh, Spanish company, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to check for sure, but I think that is. The Greater Houston Partnership, ExxonMobil, Arlington Chamber of Commerce, City of Fort Worth. So if you notice, there are a lot of cities up here because they call this economic development, right? They, they give all of your money away and think that jobs result. And they do get jobs, but not nearly as much as if they would just cut your taxes so you get to keep your money. But instead, they keep your taxes high so they can give your money to these other people. You get a lot less jobs that way than if they would just cut taxes. Intel Corporation, Pfizer, Texas Instruments, Lockheed Martin, HP, Applied Materials, uh, Conservative Texans for Energy Innovation. Don't buy that. Nothing conservative about this. Texas Solar Power Association, Apache Corporation, uh, Dallas Regional Chamber, anything else? Texas Business Leadership Council. So that's a lot of names I've read there. But you can see who the people are in favor of this. And it's not your mom and pop folks. It's not people who are doing you any good. It's people who just want to take your money for you. So that's one bill up here. Uh, let me hit another bill. I may not go through the whole witness list on this one, but this is a little bit different bill. This isn't about direct subsidies. This is House Bill 2070. And uh, this is a bill that would... Um, that would give, make it easier for oil and gas companies, pipeline companies, to take your property. Right? Now, of course, that's not the way that Representative Desotel, it's his bill, and, and along with some others, tell you. And, and the oil and gas folks and Representative Desotel and others would tell you that, oh, no, this puts a lot of more protections in there for, for the home, for the property owners, those kinds of things, but they don't. What they do is they put all this long list of things that these companies have to go through before they can take your property and say, these are more protections, but they're not. The companies may have to hire an extra attorney sometimes to get all this stuff in there, but they put all this stuff in here. But there's little things in here that make it easier for the companies to do what they want to do. And you can see that this is the case by the witness list here, right? So who's in favor of this thing? Again, the Greater Port Arthur Chamber of Commerce, the Texas Association of Manufacturers, the North Harris County Regional Water Authority. Well, they like to build pipelines uh, for water. Texas Oil and Gas Association, the Texas Pipeline Association. The, um, who else? More, a lot more energy companies, uh, Chenier Energy again, Devon Energy again. Uh, Texas Conference of Urban Counties, all these people who like to take your property, Texas Association of Counties, they like to take your property and either and put pipelines to it, is essentially. Now, of course, they like to take your property for other things, but in this case, it's about pipelines. Shell Oil Company, uh, Occidental Petroleum, Texas Railroad Association, Greater Houston Partnership, a lot of the same folks. Exxon Mobil, Coke companies, the the self proclaimed. Well, actually, you know, Coke, uh, you know, the foundation of the Coke brothers, who actually have done some good work over the years promoting freedom and liberty, but they're not so good when it comes to pipelines, right? They want to be able to take your property. I've had fights with them in the past over this, but anyway. 
So who's against this bill? Well, the Farm Bureau and the Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association, right? You know, people like that, uh, mainly ranch owners, farm owners, people like that have come into town. A, A lot of just individual property owners have come up here. Also, the South Texans Property Rights Association. So we can see what the battle is. People who own land, who just want to be left alone or oppose this bill, all these big multi-billion dollar corporations, energy companies, renewable energy companies, they're all favor for this, right? So I think we know that this is a bad bill, but it's, again, an example of corporate cronyism. And then finally, um, that's the eminent domain. What else do we have here? Uh, really, and then there's that's really the only bad bills I want to talk about. Now, on the other side, I've got one good bill, Senate Bill 1278. This is a bill by Senator Kelly Hancock, who wants to help reduce the harmful effects of renewable energy companies on the grid. I've written a bunch of stuff. You can go to the website, uh, excellentthought.net, and read. Just click on energy. You can read all about how much involved renewable energy companies were in the Texas blackouts. If it weren't for the renewable energy companies, we probably could have withstood this without any blackouts. And if we would have had blackouts, they would have been really small rotating blackouts, rolling blackouts, they call them, instead of these permanent blackouts that we had, semi-permanent, that, you know, you lose power for 30 minutes. It's, It's not as bad as your average typical thunderstorm blackout. But renewable energy led to these massive blackouts that we had. So Senator Hancock says, okay, renewable energy companies, since you can't produce energy when we need it, if and if you don't do that when we need it, you're going to have to go out there and pay for the energy and bring it to the grid. Because what happens right now if the renewable energy folks don't show up with the power we have to go out there and pay for this. The companies go out there, other companies go out there and, and get this electricity, but then the costs are socialized. We have to pay for it. This would shift those costs onto the renewable energy folks, which are causing all these problems because they get all these subsidies. It's a really good bill. But let's see who was um, against this bill. Again, corporate cronyism. The Advanced Power Alliance, I think you remember that from the previous uh, one of the previous bills, Texas Solar Power Association, uh, the Lone Star chapter of the Sierra Club. See, and, and these are left-wing liberals. So, but and we saw earlier how every Texan is opposed to chapter 313 uh, 313 abatements, but here's a liberal group that's not opposed to corporate cronyism. Why? Because they know that renewable energy producers, wind farms, solar farms, battery folks, those kind of things, they can't survive without corporate cronyism because if they weren't getting all these subsidies, they would die and go away. So there's another one who was against Senator Hancock's good bill. And then we also had who's some other folks, Onward Energy, Scout Clean Energy, Copenhagen Infrastructure. We saw those earlier, Pattern Energy, uh, Duke Energy. Uh, Texas Advanced Energy Business Alliance, Public Citizen, that's another left-wing group, uh, Conservative Texans for Energy Innovation. Again, don't buy that one. They, there's nothing conservative about renewable energy. 
or corporate cronyism. Apex Clean Energy. So anyway, those are the folks. So I hope what I've done here is just given you a taste of what's going on in Austin, Texas. You have all these people descending on Austin for 140 days every two years. And most of what they are doing is coming up here trying to get your money out of your pocket, right? It's corporate cronyism directly through subsidies, through, through like I said before, through special favors and regulations, uh, through some kind of tax abatements, those kind of things. It's more spending. So the government has to spend more money and either raise your taxes or just take the growth of taxes instead of giving that growth back to you. And all the while, government is getting bigger so that not just the state government, but the local governments too. So they can sit around, for instance, and when we have some sort of pandemic or you know disease going around, you could call it a pandemic or not, but we have that, then the governor of the state of Texas is big enough and has got all this stuff going on where he can just say, look, you can't wear a mask. You can't have people in your businesses without masks. Local governments can do the same thing. The bigger government gets, the more power it has to interfere with your liberty. And that's one of the big problems with corporate cronyism today. Well, thank you very much for being with us on episode 38, Corporate Cronyism Run Amok of the Liberty Cafe. And thanks once again to our sponsor, Texas Scorecard. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Cafe with Bill Peacock. This show is produced by Texas Scorecard. You can learn more about this show and find other shows at texasscorecard.com. Be sure you subscribe and rate this show on whatever platform you listen on. See you next time.